Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, about 13 or 14 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word, and since faith is since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow stronger. Now, share these short studies with everybody you can. Help somebody in your life grow stronger in their faith and thereby come closer to God and ultimately maybe get to heaven because you got them into God's Word and helped them grow in their faith by sharing these studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to continue in our line of thought and study. We're talking about a truth that will see us through any crisis that this life, this world might throw at us. And we face crises in life. It might be health crisis, it might be injury, it might be accidents, it might be job-related, it might be financial setback, it might be relational, it might be loss of a friend, of a friend. It, 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 it might be a breakup of a marriage or of a family life. But the crisis, they're numerous and they're, they're varied, and we all, probably every single one of us face at least one crisis in our lives and probably more than that. So what sees us through a crisis situation? A truth that can be foundational, that can stabilize us, keep us stable, keep us strong, keep us focused in a good, positive, and assured direction. Now, where does that truth come from? The Bible. God's word. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus prayed to the Father in the night of his betrayal. He knew he'd be on the cross the next day. And in this particular part of his prayer in John chapter 17 and verse 17, he was praying for the apostles. Jesus knew the apostles were going to, in fact, he was going to commission them instruct them, command them to go and teach his word, teach the gospel message of salvation everywhere to everybody. But he also knew they were going to face persecution. They were going to face hardship. Now, history tells us that most of the apostles died as martyrs. Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen to each one of them. And yet he still prayed to God, sanctify them, see them through, take care of them, hold on to them by your truth. Your word is truth. Have you got that basic foundational truth in your life, working in your life to see you through your crisis, whatever it might be, whenever it might come? to see you just through the daily challenges of life. Well, we talked about Job last time. And again, (laughs) in one day, he lost virtually all of his holdings. Now, he probably had some gold and silver. We're not told that. But he was wealthy in livestock and cattle and herds and so on. And in one day, he lost all of that. But he also, in that same day, lost all of his sons, and he had 10 of them. Well, what did he do? He stayed true to God. He relied upon God. He never doubted that God was there, and he never blamed God 
for all that had happened to him in that one day. And then, and there's a conversation between the devil and God about Job. And so the devil says, well, let me, let me do something to him physically. And God said, he's my servant. He's righteous. He's faithful. He's dedicated. He's committed. The devil said, well, sure, because you've protected him. You've blessed him so abundantly. Now, that was the result of uh, his losing all of his livestock and cattle and herds, all those holdings, so much of his wealth in one day. That was the result of God saying, okay, you can test him, but you can't touch him physically. But he lost all of his sons in that day as well. And then the devil came back to God and challenged him further and said, let me touch his body. Let me do something to him physically. You're protecting him still. And God said, well, okay, but you can't take his life. And so the devil caused grievous sores to break out upon Job's body from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, all over his body, in other words. It had to have been painful, had to have been horrible. And his wife, even, at that point, encouraged her husband, Job, to curse God and die. Get out of this agony. And Job rebuked his wife for such weak faith in God. In the face of everything, that crisis and all of its different tenets, Job stayed faithful to God. He never doubted that God was there, and he trusted God to see him through. God knows in advance what's going to take place in this world. God knows in advance what's going to take place in your life. And he guides things ultimately to good for you through his power. I want us to read something from Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 29. Jesus speaking here. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, for you are of more value than many sparrows. How many birds do you see fly through the air in a day? Or maybe in a week? How many birds are in, the, in a tree when you hear them in the morning you, you know, putting forth their music of, of their, their tweeting and so on. How many birds do you suppose are in this whole world? One time I was driving down Interstate 57 South and a flock of starlings, I believe it was, started flying across the interstate way down the road from where I was. And I was driving at whatever the speed limit was at that time, 55 or whatever. And I was watching that flock of birds flying across the interstate from one side to the other. And I got closer and closer. They were still flying across the interstate. I don't know how far down they were before I noticed them, but they were still flying across the interstate as I passed under them and went on, and they were still flying across the interstate. I've often wondered how many birds were in that flock. It was a massive, massive flock. And that was just one flock. 
But Jesus said, God knows every single bird. He knows every time one falls to the ground dead. And then Jesus uses that reality, that awesome knowledge of God to say, don't you think he knows about you? The very hairs of your head are numbered. God knows that you don't know how many hairs are on your head, but God knows he cares that much about you personally, individually. Think about that. And when we, when we look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, for the Christian, what an incredible verse of Scripture and what an incredible encouragement this is for us. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, the Apostle Paul is not writing there that all things that happen to us are good, but he's encouraging us in that God can work with us through even the crises in our life and guide good to ultimately come from it. We've talked about those people in jail. How many people have gone to jail living ungodly lives, maybe wicked lives? And then because of where they were, they started reading the Bible. They started studying the Bible with somebody on the outside, and they became converted to God through Jesus Christ. They became faithful, dedicated Christians. Was going to jail good? Well, it might have been good for society to get those wicked people off the streets, but is being in jail a good thing? Well, God worked it around so that good came from that in their lives, and that's an ongoing process that's happening among people's lives to this day, on and on and on. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord. God declares, I will do all my pleasure, Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Now think about, Jesus knew and prophesied about the destruction of the temple and the city of Jerusalem before it ever happened, Luke 21 and verse 6. He prophesied about deceivers to come, Luke 21 and verse 8, and about wars and earthquakes and plagues and famines that had not yet happened, but he prophesied of their coming and signs in the heavens, Luke 21, verses 9, and 10, 9 through 11. He knew f- about future persecutions before kings and rulers in chapter 21 and verse 12. And those that would arise from family betrayals in Luke 21 and verse 16. And he also knew the future of Israel and the course of the nations He knew Jerusalem would be destroyed, Luke 21 and verse 24. When the world goes crazy, and we could look around us right now and say, it is insane out there, but is it really more so than it has been at different times in the past? But when the world goes crazy, God's people remain sane. If we continue to have confidence, knowing that all things are ultimately under God's sovereign control. Psalm 115 and verse 3, 
Isaiah 46 and verse 10. And 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 15. God is the creator. People talk about global warming. They talk about nuclear conflagration. Is the world going to be destroyed through, a, through nuclear weapons? Is it going to be destroyed through global warming? Is it going to be destroyed through some plague? I can give you the answer to all those questions. Simply, succinctly, no. The world is going to be destroyed. Jesus, Jesus foretold that. The apostle Peter wrote of it in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. But it will be God who destroys the world. Not mankind, not the weather, not nuclear weapons. God knows exactly what's going to happen. In 1 Timothy 6 and verse 15, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God is the creator. God is the sustainer. God is all-powerful. Are you holding on to his hands? Are you following his teachings? That is the truth, the foundation truth that will see you through your crisis. Let's pray. Father, help us to hold on to your hand. Help us to trust you implicitly to see us through whatever crisis might come our way and all of the smaller difficulties that we have to deal with and help us to help others see this reality as well through our example. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. Gracious Father, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.